0: speaking the truth to the state capitol this is drive time lincoln with the commander jack riggins of the voice of lincoln 1499 3 klin all right monday june 20th it's it's it's
1: it's is it is drive time lincoln <laughs> i'm your host jack riggins Caleb Henry's on the board today. We're excited to have a professional on the board today.
2: <laughs> no, Johnny Cadillac does just fine. He
1: He's he's a pro. No, he is a pro, but I, I've always had to try to keep some leverage on Johnny. Um, <laughs> Johnny, I know you're probably listening, or you will. You'll be missed for today. I do have to say, I am going to surprise Caleb um, later in the show, like I did you. To see if Caleb's on top of his game. (laughs) Um, We had a little game with Johnny. He was very excited last uh, Friday, I believe it was, and uh, had him deliver like the key story of the show. Okay. And it was right down his alley with Vince McMahon and having to step down. And Johnny was so jacked up about it, but it was also... It's it's not a good story coming out of the WWE with Vince McMahon, uh, but he he got through it. I was impressed, yeah. but uh, it was it was an emotional story for him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have to ask you because I haven't had a chance to see you, um, since the pitch out. But I oh I, yeah yeah. So I do. I run into Jack Mitchell day of, and I say, oh no. I go. I would never do one of those things. I go. I can't imagine. I go. I'd look something like uh, uh, Rick Vaughn on Major League because I'd feel like I've got to try to throw did, a heater. Did you
2: not see the video I made <laughs> at, <laughs> at the break? I'm going to show you. Yes, a Yes, show I me I the video because. So
1: I'm just thinking to myself. I'm like, I know I I would try to give it all I could, but it would it's a disaster waiting to happen. So anyway, later, I checked you know social feeds and I saw you out there one. Fun experience, I'm sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. The thing is, I probably babied it, to be honest, right. just because I haven't thrown off of a mound since 2008. Right. Um, but yeah, super fun, and it's a win-win thing. Yes, I of think course. Because it's, one, you're out there, and, or win-win-win, because we got to say... Listen to Drive Time Lincoln, yeah. Commander Jack Riggins, got to say Sean Hannity, Brian Kilby, yeah. and of course, LNK Today with Jack and Friends, all of those fun things. But if I throw really, really well, <laughs> I just get to go around bragging about yes. that. Yes. And I just get to be boisterous about it. Yes. If it doesn't go well,
1: content. Yes. Look at e- us. Content. You're right. Either way it works. <laughs> and I'm still thinking about it, you know, weeks later because I was like, God, that's big time. I'm like, go out there, even in a you know, small stadium. And I'm like, yeah, well, he did it. Good on you. You did it. It's win, mm. win, win. I agree. I know Jack Mitchell uh, was filming and talked a lot about it. And I'm sure you guys have had a lot of fun. On Man, on He's a
2: jerk, show. isn't he?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> was a, a little jerk? surprised he's booing like, me the whole time. Yeah, I was, I was hoping for a little like brotherhood teamsmanship no. there, but he, you know, I was kind of like when he just mentioned it to me and I think you'd already left. I was like, oh, thank God it's not me. I'm like, that would be one of the worst things that I would want to <laughs> be part of. Um, Being would be win, win, win. I'd still do it. But I couldn't believe it. Like he jumped on the bandwagon of, he started of yelling, disgruntled. Yeah, disgruntled. Well, here's
2: the thing. In my intro, I wrote how... I make sure that millennials never lose to Gen X or the right. Boomers in generation collaboration, which we have on our board in here. Right. And through two seasons, millennials have two titles. Yeah. So I probably ruffled some uh, some in-house feathers and put them uh, against me immediately.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, I mean, in the end of the day, if you're the commission of that, you got to set set it up so yep. that your side's winning. You know what I mean? No, good times, uh, easy Monday here uh yours truly was at the state golf uh match play tournament uh two-day qualifier this morning it did not go well um and that's just the state of my golf game right now i constantly (laughs) am asking myself why i even play uh unfortunately i will be back tomorrow to do it again and doug fitzgerald will be covering the show because i have a late start in tomorrow's event um and unless a miracle of all miracles happen, that'll be the end of my state match play. Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to bring up, because you're in the studio, so I am like obsessed with this now. So Johnny tells me that on the morning show, you guys had a call in song that reminds you of your dad.
2: Yes. Yeah. And so he told he, me you were so, you, you could yes, not. I can't still can't get it out well, of and, my and, mind. I, and I understand it's a hard thing, because when we talk about dads, um and obviously, we just had Father's Day yesterday, right. and it, it's become increasingly important to me because I get to see Father's Day from a different angle now. I see it right. through my daughter's eyes, and um, and obviously, I, I called my dad, and I talked with him for like 30 minutes yesterday, and then I called my granddad, and we talked for about 10, 15 minutes. It's awesome, but there are so many father figures in each of our lives as well, and it's like, well, in certain instances, my uncle did just as much for me as my dad did. Yeah. And and so it's there. There's a lot of different. Well, I think about a different song if I'm going to think about my uncle. I think about a different song if I'm going to my granddad, and I've got a different um, specific memory and song. I played Wilson Pickett's "Land of a Thousand Dances" for my dad mm-hmm. because I have a very specific memory of us coming back from a fishing trip. It being close to midnight, pitch black. I can see we are on P Street coming into Loop City. <laughs> And that song comes on. I'm like, this is so cool. And we both like, nah, 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 nah. We're we're singing the song. We are dead tired from a weekend of fishing and camping. Yeah. But it's just a vivid memory with my dad. It's hard to find some of those sometimes when you have so many influences in your life. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I still... um, Johnny uh, posed a question to me, and we kind of... I quickly tried to... Think through it. Um, tried to look up on the text line that day what other people were saying. And, uh, <laughs> and to be honest, I'm still stuck on it. And I would have to agree with you. Uh, I don't know that I could pick one song. I could pick maybe songs that represent moments. Um, and then like you, I think that so many people influence young people as you grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, it's a real, interesting thing and then it kind of goes by mood and uh so i'm still gonna have to think about it i think i went with like heavy rock at first i uh-huh. was like inner sandman maybe or yeah something that was more um on the maybe disciplinary side because i tend to remember all my mess ups <laughs> and then my father having to correct me um well people had very there were, we we got kind of into a theme a little Mm -hmm. bit and obviously
2: there are varying reasons people chose songs sometimes it was i have a this song just reminds me of dad this song is an experience this is one of my dad's favorite songs but we hit a very specific time frame and people were requesting songs and mine ended up fitting that genre even though i'm a little bit younger than what most of our listeners are yeah and that genre was we're in the back of a station wagon. We are on a road trip. We are in the back seat and dad turned up the radio. A lot of it was families in a vehicle together type of thing. Right. And, and 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 that was and we contrast that with the the Mother's Day and we found that the majority or I guess plurality at least for the people that had said why they were thinking of that song for mom, it was a lot of Mom cranked up the country music on the stereo on a Saturday morning and we're getting up and cleaning the house. Yeah. It was just, people had different vivid memories of songs and reminding sure. them about different things, but with dads, a lot of it was you're in the car. Yeah. You're going and doing something.
1: Yeah. No, that's, um, like I said, It I think it's a great question. Um, it's got me stumped or <laughs> enough that uh, I'm continuing, it pops into my head. Um, hey, how about this, folks? Because... I mentioned it on Friday and did a little bit of history, but I don't necessarily, well, I know I didn't do it justice, and I didn't do it justice even for myself, and I I do like to try to educate, um, because we might not all know, and if I'm offending you, that's not my intent, it's just to educate. But, I talked last on the show about Juneteenth, that was actually celebrated um, yesterday, Right, June 19th, but today, the public holiday, Monday, June 20th, on this month, uh, it, it's being celebrated. Uh, it is a federal holiday, okay, so we know that, in the United States, commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans, okay. It essentially marks the end of slavery after the Civil War about two months. It was actually first recognized in Texas. Um, In the 1860s, um, if you think about that. And down there, they were calling it Emancipation Day. Okay, so why is that important? And why should we have a historical reference to that for our own American history then? As we've grown and moving forward, at least in my opinion. Okay, slavery. Slavery, if you study your history has been a sad, unfortunate um, human dynamic since the beginning of recorded history that transcends um, race, color, creed, continent, right? Humans, it seems, have been enslaving other humans since literally recorded history. Now, what we are talking about, and there is still slave trades to a degree and different things going on around the world now. I think a lot of us... Um, talk about, you know, the the sex slave trade, and we know about that, we know about a lot of little kids uh, being abducted, but there is still um, this unfortunate dynamic. In the United States, as our country formed, most of us are familiar with essentially the African slave trade, where wealthy business owners, and I'm not going to say necessarily the South, but it's, you know, plantations is where a lot of people identify with it, but there was an active slave trade. Um, out of Africa to the United States in the beginning part of our country. Obviously, at some point, half the nation, the president of the United States at the time, uh, we said slavery is, is not something we want. The South, uh, which didn't have a country at the time, said, no, we want to keep slavery going as part of our country. And so they ceded um, from the United States. As a matter of fact, people that were part of our government one day decided to start another government uh, in Virginia and and call them, I think, the Confederation of States. Mm -hmm. Why? Over really the main topic of slavery. The Civil War was fought, frankly, folks, the most bloody, deadly war that as a country, the United States of America, we've ever had. And it was fought between essentially north and south lines over slavery. After the end of that, right, the president was able to decree and our government come back together and say slavery is outlawed. Two months later, right, and it would take probably years before it takes effect. The federal government had to be sent to the South many, many times to enforce the law to end slavery. But nonetheless, we come up with Juneteenth, which, again, was started as Emancipation Day down in Texas in the 1860s and eventually right became a federal holiday. Maybe a little too late, in my opinion. <laughs> as of last year, it was made a federal holiday. Um, but if you want to talk about America's growth and significance while we still have uh, class wars and we still have race wars, so to speak, and discrepancies, I want to take you back to... That time frame where, right, if you were an African-American, for the most part, right, uh, you were probably came to this country, odd saying, and were in the slave trade and had made your way um, through life at that point. And we ended that because we viewed that as a wrong and we had to fight a war over a very deadly war. And I think that gets lost sometimes on folks in our current day crisis um, that while, you know it's nothing that anybody should be proud of it is something that was recognized and eventually um, had to have a terrible uh... conflict over to get right and we're lucky we all survived it meaning we all the united states of america and i think there should be a deep appreciation number one um, for the conflict to do that over essentially a very humanistic, civil um, cause, right, for mankind, if you will. Um, and I also think, you know, that was fought by people all over the place from, at the time, very different dynamics in the United States, right, coming from Western Europe to people that were indigenous here to people coming from everywhere. But I also think it's an important date then to remember the real historical significance that there was a slave trade into the Deep South and that those slavery ties went on for decades if not longer and it's deep-rooted and there was great suffering and so for African American people especially ones that can tie their historical um, families back to that right Juneteenth is a great day of celebration that should be championed and should go on forever. Because we essentially fought probably the greatest war right over that. If you meaning I kinda got my words twist up. Meaning if you think of World War Two that we say is, you know, the greatest generation, the greatest war, well, in fact, it was fought to free Europeans from essentially enslavement from The Nazi regime and the Chinese and Pacific nations and that part of the world from Japanese occupation and enslavement, right? To right here in America, the American Civil War was fought for the very same reasons for people in our own country, African Americans. And so, as a former military guy, when I just look at the scope of the action and I look at the scope of the sacrifice, Right. Juneteenth is a day much to me like VJ Day or, you know, the storming of Normandy that we celebrate. Why? Because we actually went and fought for our own countrymen who at the time were slaves, who have brought now extreme culture, extreme knowledge, and different things, which is what America is about. And I think that gets lost, right? And I don't think that it should be looked at as a white or black thing. I think it should be looked at as a human, civic, social thing where we made a mistake as a country, right? People have very different opinions on it. But in the end, the ending of slavery due to the Civil War and now celebrated in Juneteenth, should be a very important American holiday that we should all recognize because of the action and also for our fellow countrymen that it really changed the course of their lives. All right, we'll come back on Monday here with Caleb Henry producing and me, the host, Jack Riggins, 1499
0: 3 KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 14993 KLIN. All right, we're back. Monday.
1: Lazy Monday, really. Rolling into it. Caleb Henry's on the board. We had a nice chat about uh Juneteenth. Uh the morning show, really. LK Today, Jack and Friends, and they're I don't know, was it last week you you did the song about fathers? Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, it's still bopping around in my head. Johnny Cadillac brought it up (laughs) to me, and so we we chit-chatted about that a little bit. And uh, and Caleb's uh, pitch out. He's got a sweet promo video spliced in with Rick Vaughn of Major League fame. Uh, Real good job. Um, Not just in the video, but explaining the (laughs) win-win on the mound there. Uh, Yeah, I've only really seen one person, and it has nothing to do with everybody knows I'm a conservative, is George Bush did an okay job at Yankee Stadium right Mm -hmm. after 9-11. You want to talk pressure. Right. Yankee Stadium full after 9-11, and and he at least uh, threw a pretty good pitch in there.
2: And not just did he throw a good pitch and there's all the pressure, but from watching everything around that, I'm wearing just like a t-shirt and this little American flag button down. He's got a bulletproof vest. Yeah, on.
1: he's got a flak jacket on, yeah. we,
2: we learned. Yeah, so he is bulked up. <laughs> so go try
1: and throw a, a first pitch and th- just put, like, football pads on. Right, right. It's not easy. Maybe it just helped, like, because he had to hold his arm at the angle and the weight of it as he rotated right. just helped it get there. Who knows? He's more of a three-quarter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All good. All right, does that music mean I got to go? Yeah. Okay. Coming up on We'll come on back for the second segment in a minute. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN.
0: News. I'm Steve Rappaport. Republican lawmakers in Texas say the Biden administration is working on plans to bus migrants hours away from the southern border to ease the pressure on border towns. Since October 1st,
3: more than 1.5 million migrant encounters have now been reported across the entire U.S.-Mexico border, and that does not include the known gotaways, which CBP says is close to 446,000.
0: is Casey Steagle. American children as young as six months old are now eligible for COVID-19 vaccines. The
3: CDC's advisory panel okayed them over the weekend, saying that the shots offer young kids protection from hospitalizations, death, and possible long-term COVID complications. Pfizer's three-shot vaccine is for kids six months to four years old, while Moderna's is for kids six months to five years old.
0: Fox's Tanya J. Powers, America is listening to Fox News. Mobile lane closures. For the replacement of pavement markings that begins tomorrow. Keeping you moving with Time Saver Trap, I'm Chris Lofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: We're back Monday, second segment here. Uh, Caleb Henry's on the board. I'm the host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, before we get to Richard, a quick little wrap-up. Uh, we talked a lot about the importance and the honor of Juneteenth and its historical impact across America. Talk a little bit about Caleb's pitch. Might, might get back to that. The video <laughs> mm-hmm. is epic. Um, Hadn't seen it. And I'm still hung up on LNK Today's uh, songs that remind you of your father
2: uh well you're in luck because this friday it's open it's it's whatever it's whatever song you want (laughs) which i don't know if that makes it easier or i don't know if
1: it does i mean i i'm just gonna have to have a moment at some time and go okay there you go or maybe it's just it's hard to pick one and i think you eloquently said that you have so many people that influence your lives uh fathers mothers aunts uncles coaches that uh sometimes it's it's just that um you know, so it's just difficult. It's a, it's a great question. Songs that remind you of your loved ones, so to speak. Uh, one of the stories that I find interesting, um, and I don't even know right now why I'm commenting, other than a bunch of people sent it to me, and it's on the Nebraska Examiner, and it's uh, it's talking about the flood campaign. Software glitch caused donation report problem. oh <laughs> Yeah, and it came out through the weekend, and obviously a lot of people sent it to me, and I think... Honestly, the spokesman for the Pansy and Brooks campaign uh, said what my initial thought was. It's ironic that both Fortenberry and Flood have issues with their federal, federal election filings. Oh, no. Like, I mean, that at least was my first take too. Um, but then as I read the story and I'm going to ask you, have you ever heard this quote, Caleb? Uh, and I didn't see the story. No, also. no, I know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be corrected, but I mean, that's the line. And I think that most Nebraskans that have followed that campaign <laughs> might think the same thing. It, boy, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, Mike Flood's campaign manager, Called the problem a nothing burger.
2: Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Yeah? A big old nothing burger. A
1: big old nothing burger. Yeah. You know, it might make more sense to me if it was in quotes or something, but I'm just reading it off their you know, their website and uh says Flanagan called the problem a nothing burger. And I, I was like <laughs> Okay. I mean, I get what it means. But I just I don't find know that you, a funny quote. There, there is, and obviously,
2: they're they're not into that particular political position yet. There's going to be that special election, right? I feel like there's already a certain decorum that comes with not calling something a nothing
1: burger, right? Like I would, wouldn't you have just said, "Hey, we had a glitch. It's being fixed." Or we're aware of of the problem and it's being amended because that's the actual official thing. But called the problem a nothing burger. I love it. Yeah, I I love love it it too. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Well, we better go find out what Richard wants on this Monday. Richard, welcome to Drive Time, Lincoln. I have not opened your letter yet.
3: That's okay. You can do that at your convenience. Thank you. What I I want to uh, make you aware of is that HBO has done a documentary about the Beatrice Six case. You know, that's the famous case where six people were found guilty. They were sent to prison. And and you and I
1: talked a lot about it when it came to DNA evidence and things like that.
3: That's right. Well, the HBO is going to air a six-part series. Okay. The first episode is tonight at 9 o'clock, our time. And I have not seen it. Uh, I I have talked with some of the other attorneys who were part of the documentary. They have seen it. They say it is very well done. Okay. And I I think there's still a lot of interest in that case because it certainly was in the news for many years after the uh, crime had come to light.
1: All right. HBO,
3: what time, Richard? Nine o'clock, our time.
1: All right. HBO, nine o'clock to Beatrice Six. Uh, We'll try to... Keep uh, saying that today and see if we can get people uh, motivated to check it out. I appreciate okay. the call, Richard.
3: Well, very good. And uh, I, I loved your your bit about the Juneteenth and, and slavery. I think it's a good historical review, and I think we need to always keep that in the back of our minds that at one time we had a horrible system, and we did finally rectify it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, And here's the thing, I mean, Richard's words are interesting sometimes, right? He says right there, uh, we had a horrible system, we recognize it, we rectified it. And there's a little bit of opinion there, but there's also some truth there. I think that that's very important that you recognize as a society uh, when you have major issues And you set about to correct them. Now, in this case, it took a civil war. I would say what we should learn from that is we don't want that ever again. And that those type of fighting dynamics are the last resort. Um, And one of the reasons I'm proud of America, I'm not proud of everything in America, is that we have course corrected over the honestly small by world scale time we've had a country um and you can think about that across um you know slavery you can think about that with women's rights you can think about that as we expanded and and grew a country um i would say that we and it's a long time coming and i'm not an expert but i would tell you as a modern day american and the history as i understand it i'm disappointed what happened to the american native population as our country expanded west i'm disappointed i you know i don't know what i can do but my point is is that land expansion which has formed modern day america very much when you look at the historical record displaced and really Um, marginalized the people that you know owned this land and were on this land before and i think that that is a part of our history clearly we're not going to get back Um, but i think that understanding that and working to uh, rectify or make amends for that wouldn't be a bad thing for america Right. But again, we have women's rights and, you know, we, you know, it just goes on and on from, you know, children and the way they've been treated, maybe in labor. We tend to self-correct eventually. And that's a good thing in our system. Um, And again, I think Juneteenth is a holiday well worth understanding how it came about, why it came about. And um, and as a benchmark, we we should look to and and be excited about. All right, Beatrice 6 HBO, according to Richard, 9 o'clock. Lincoln Arts Festival, I don't know if anybody was out and about at that, but uh, big event this weekend. Um, Really, you know, KLN sponsored, uh, but uh, we talked about it a lot 90 creatives. Had to be an epic event. I know there was booze at the zoo, which is what Johnny was all excited about. To go, But there's a lot starting to happen in Lincoln uh, through the summer months, a lot of culture and diversity, and uh, I think it's a good time to get out and about and get to see the city and all the people that live in it, because I talk about a lot on this show. That's how we kind of get to know each other, and that's how we go about beginning to communicate and talk about problems. So, Caleb, here on the show, every once in a while, <clears throat> I try to trick Johnny. Okay. And... The one would not be fair, which was to have you deliver a headline because you're a pro. No big deal. So I'm going to go.
2: Oh, the the WWE is on tonight. <laughs> a, there are a bunch of folks real excited. Even Kenny, Kenny Larrabee. Who, oh, yeah. Who Kenny gets our, all excited, and too. He, he told me, he said, hey, do you want me to uh Do, do you want like a report from there? I said. You make any report you want. I'm not playing it in the morning show right, right. sports. Like, <laughs> right. man, they're... Right,
1: so they get <laughs> jacked up. And here's what's funny. It's like Johnny got mad at me because I am a fan. And I was a huge fan growing up. But I don't actively follow anymore. Uh-huh. But, I mean, every once in a while, I'll, I don't wait what time is it on. But if I'm flowing through the channels, I'll be like, oh, I'll stop. But Johnny, like, got mad at me because I'm not, like... Still an active mm-hmm. track and everything, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, man, that's why I got you. But uh, no, the the thing, the little trick we do every once in a while is random question for the commander. All right. Random question. You've got the floor, whatever, and then I just respond. All right. Who was your favorite athlete growing mm. up?
2: Now, for a lot of people I know, because from Nebraska, a lot of people, um, and I'm just going to ballpark some stuff, but maybe Tommy Frazier. Maybe some, some Husker greats. Um, but there's also there's a bunch of professionals that were pretty darn good yeah. when you were growing up.
1: Yeah, uh that that is a great question, and I can't even answer it uh with like one time period. But I'll go young. Um without a doubt, probably my first athletic idol was Turner Gill. Yep. Um so when I was um just coming out of the seventies there, young boy, probably I know the first Husker game I went to had uh, Jarvis Redwine in it. I do remember that. Um, But I really started getting into the Husker thing in the 81 through 84 Mm -hmm. time frame. So Turner Gill was certainly um young jack riggins's go-to there i always
2: forget that you're a couple years older than jack mitchell yeah i I always forget that yeah well
1: i'm I'm a good-looking guy
2: you'll wear it well you'll wear it well
1: actually i was pretty uh there was a woman where were we at we were at a golf thing and she was talking to the group of us and uh however it got started uh ages were going around it was a waitress and and uh she guessed me at 42 i'm a, i'm actually 47 so i don't right. know if i'm jack Mitchell's what mid 40s early 40s early right. 40s I think, wow i think uh okay. 40, 43 right yeah. 42 okay well yeah. she said 42 i was like oh i'm doing okay yeah. um but yeah so that that would be one but then actually after that it was always outside of the state and and i'd have to say i mean i grew up in the michael jordan era yeah and my Uh, you know, my whole side of my dad's family is from Chicago. Um, and so I spent a lot of time in Chicago, and my grandpa, uh, was not, uh, was not a very observing grandpa. He would just kind of give me a couple bucks and let me go. <laughs> and uh, so, being from Fremont, Nebraska, I used to get on the L with that couple of bucks and travel all around to places you probably wouldn't want to. Um, and uh, and so, just hop
2: on there so you can go get a hot dog at Wrigleyville. Well,
1: yeah, right. And I actually got to see games in the old stadium, nice. and um, and I got to go to the very first game that Michael Jordan was back after retirement oh. inside the United Center. So he had come back on the road and so i was there for wearing the 45 yeah nice yeah. and so he certainly was uh, the vast majority of my uh youth time um without a doubt that's a good question now i will say this as age has gone on they always say never meet your idols <laughs> right right <laughs> now but i but i have uh it to some degree um and I think Turner Gill is a is a bang-up human being. I've met him over the years when I was helping out at Nebraska, just crossing streams, if you will. And uh, I've always in, been impressed by him just as a human being in the way he carries himself yeah. as older. I haven't, quote-unquote, met Michael Jordan, but I've been disappointed just from what I see on TV um, as we've all gotten older because Michael Jordan, and some people would say it's part of his greatness, he still has a competitive fire and edge mm-hmm. that even in his retirement speech and all of that has come out. And I I kind of lose a little respect as a, a middle-aged man t- for him to keep having that. Like, I don't know why you would have to keep... And maybe he's just that driven by um, mm-hmm. by that stuff. And I'd, I'd hate to say it, but I thought Kobe Bryant had the same type of killer instincts and and way but but Kobe publicly was also uh, very gracious to a mm-hmm. degree like Jordan appears even now that he wants to drive a stake through your heart right and and a lot of people respect that I just am kind of like hey Mike you were the best basketball player ever and loved him and he played but as years went on I'm like come on man like, yeah. become a little bit of a human being, would you? There are times when... So he uh, bothers me in that regard. Right,
2: and and there there's obviously, there's a lot of good that Michael Jordan does with his oh, money yeah. out there. There's sure. all of that stuff. um, But there are times when he talks that it comes off a little bit as the guy who can't get over what he did in high oh, school. We, ac- we, all, we all know those he guys. He comes across very egotistical and holding on. And he's just doing that at a way higher level than right. any of right. us could, could imagine doing personally. Yeah. I, in... Because there were the immediate comparisons, and there, it was a team he had to get over, yeah. but the way Magic Johnson does stuff, mm-hmm. the way he goes about doing the same stuff, yeah. owning teams, being a, a really savvy businessman, but he, he doesn't really go out and be like, well, yeah, you know what, there, there's no one that, that can touch me, I really gotta go and put a dagger to this guy's throat, yeah. it's like, there's a there's a time that it's okay to let some of that competitiveness go in the way you carry yourself you can still be that competitive sure but but there does come a time and a point where it's like maybe take a step back
1: well yeah and i think you know again i think the stories you hear of michael jordan on the golf course that's a a very appropriate outlet for it but even the uh even the show which was great uh Help me out. Last dance. Well, yeah, I mean it was a great show about that time period. Mm-hmm. But even that, I was like, oh, come on, Mike. I mean, you know, he's, he doesn't have to step on the court and compete with anybody anymore. Like. See,
2: that's that's so that's so great to bring that up because I watched the Magic Johnson documentary. Uh-huh. Um, one, I watched the uh, the HBO, which right. clearly fictional. Yeah, but and then, funny. Well, very. <laughs> here's the thing. It is hilarious. So, it's so entertaining. Yes. Um, and I can understand some people who were directly involved getting upset with some of the portrayals. Sure. I get sure, that. Sure as me who's not involved with any of that hilarious i
1: thought it was hilarious
2: um now when i watch the magic johnson documentary and i compare that directly to the last dance you can see almost regret and and magic johnson for being for saying i should not have in the instance of his wife, Cookie. Mm-hmm. I should not have treated her that way. Right. I should have been a better person in this situation. I should have been a, a better teammate in this situation. Yeah. Um, and and there, there's a little bit of him being apologetic because he can look back and say, I could have gone about that differently. Right. Michael Jordan, on the other hand, says, You're either with me or you gotta yeah. get off the bus. Well, the difference still and I know he could have said, Hey, my my mindset at the time was this. I can see how not everyone would have liked that.
1: Right. So, like in leadership when we study it right, we would say that Magic Johnson shows growth, right? Mm-hmm. He shows uh reflection, self-reflection in places he can improve. And you've never gotten that out of Michael Jordan. He never has come across publicly in a way other than um, in attack mode, killing and and so I think that that makes you a harder figure for people to like when you you know you wonder if that's a, a kind of a stage game he plays or whether that's truly kind of where his ego has taken him. But like the Magic Johnsons, you're right. Um, you know, I am you, so you sad that, that we
2: did we didn't get to see what the the post NBA Kobe. Because what we saw with his, um, that that little basketball animated poem Mm -hmm. that he did, and everything else he was going into the venturing with, it was so exciting to see. What's what's post-basketball career Kobe?
1: Yeah, I I think Kobe Bryant, um, for lack of a better term, is a better version of Michael Jordan. And I think that even humanity-wise, and that's not putting Michael Jordan down, I mean... I looked up to him for a lot of years, and I give him all the credit. I mean, just phenomenal athlete. Um, But I thought Kobe uh, was taking some of the -the off-the-court life lessons and growing as Mm -hmm. a human being. And maybe Jordan has. I just don't know him personally. I I would be remiss real quick if I didn't answer this one, even though it's not a sports guy, but it sort of is. On top of those two people, Turner Gill and Michael Jordan, for me, far and away, though, far and away, Rocky Balboa. Oh, yeah. And Sylvester Stallone. I mean, if it was a Sylvester Stallone movie, I might as well have thought it was all real. I don't know when I realized Sylvester Stallone was not (laughs) real. (laughs) Everything he did wasn't real. I loved all of Sylvester Stallone stuff, Um, a little bit of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was a big fan and kid of the Americana Reagan years, and uh, Sylvester Stallone... um, W- was the deal for me. So, Kevin Costner's portrayal of Crash Davis. Well, Kevin Costner's. be so shower or thunderstorm late afternoon and through the evening. I'm Channel 8 Storm Alert Team Chief
0: Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 3 KLIN. All
1: right. Hope you had a good uh, weekend. There was a lot going on. Uh, uh, cars and stars out at branched oak observatory uh the lincoln's arts festival went on a booze and cruise at the zoo or something like that there was just so much and the celebration of juneteenth still going on today uh caleb and i handling the show today great question by caleb about your idols i'd be remiss also to say that jim mcmahon was also one of my Mm. favorites too i mean you go down the sports tree, you could go on and on (laughs) forever yeah uh without a doubt but appreciate you helping out, Caleb, today. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'll be back anytime.
1: All right. Doug Fitzgerald's going to have the show tomorrow because I'm going to go try to redeem myself <laughs> in the state uh, match.